This podcast is made available by listener donations to Anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thank you for what you are able to donate, and please enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today I found an interesting article on infinityexplorers.com written by uh, Mr. Chowdhury. And uh, it was written in February 18th, 2022. So last year, about a year ago. <clears throat> and it's about a man named Mike Markham who vanished, apparently, after inventing a time machine. So we don't get too many stories about individuals who actually create an actual time machine, do we? But this one is uh, supposedly true, right? It's a, it's about a man. His name is Mike Madman. That's his nickname, Markham. And he lived in Stanbury, Missouri, which is in the United States. And he was attempting to construct a fully functional time machine on his porch. He started working on a contraption called the Jacob's Ladder. The Jacob's Ladder is a device that reduces air resistance between two poles by using a modified compact disc laser. And that's what a lot of, uh, you know, do-it-yourselfers use is these compact disc, disc lasers. And it resulted in a continuous arc. On turning the device on, he spotted something that was abnormal. He saw that there was a heat mark identical to the one that one would notice on a hot footpath, but the vortex shape was circular. So now he's thinking he actually created a portal, right? So that's the ultimate goal, and that's what he's doing here. So he made up his mind to test the effect by throwing a screw made up of a sheet metal, uh, or made up of sheet metal, through the vortex to see what would happen. And the result was that the screw actually disappeared for half a second and later reappeared at a distance of a few feet. So that's pretty interesting, right? It sounds like he either made a teleporter or he made some sort of time machine to a degree. So at the time, Markham was only 21 years old, and he was pursuing a course related to electricity, and he was always a brilliant student. He was very intelligent, uh, even to his fellow friends. And the reason why Markham wanted to build a time machine was so that he could win some lottery numbers in the future. I mean, legitimately makes sense, right? I mean, even if it is a little selfish and not uh, altruistic to mankind, uh, it is a motivator for many people. Uh, However, Markham was confronted with the issue of requiring a humongous amount of power in order to to supply the power for this time machine to function effectively. Additionally, the CD laser that he was using caught fire after a few additional trials, and he figured out that he needed to use larger transformers in order to rebuild the machine. He intended to purchase brand new transformers, but they were rather expensive. So he changed his mind. He stole six transformers that were worth more than 300 pounds. Um, This is written by obviously somebody in England. Um, And uh, he he stole them from the St. Joseph Light and Power Generating Station in King City, Missouri. Well, 300 pounds isn't that much. Um, Transformers are pretty expensive, though. In this article, they say 300, 300, 100 pounds. I don't know. Maybe maybe they miswrote it, but usually Transformers are pretty expensive. I imagine they're more than $300 US. Um, 
So when he used these transformers, he caused a power failure, which resulted in a total blackout of several blocks throughout his neighborhood while he was testing these experiments. Now, I've seen individuals actually testing Tesla coils, their own homemade versions, and they're able to test them without power outages. Um, they must be using, you know, the correct transformers uh, to, you know, reduce the load and uh, allow uh, enough power to use these Tesla coils. Apparently, Markham didn't. And as a result, he was found guilty of stealing the transformers and was arrested um, actually just, you know, not too long after the blackout, apparently on the same day. So, um, January 29th, 1995, he was arrested by the Gentry County Sheriff, uh, department. After completing his several month jail sentence, he was released and was invited by Art Bell onto the Coast Coast Radio, which I'm sure you guys are all aware of. Uh, he told his story of the screw and his plans to build a time machine. He also vowed that this time he would do it in a legal way. Now, what's dangerous here is that Markham decided to announce his plans to the world on a nationally broadcasted or a radio uh, program and announce his plans. Anytime you're going to do something that's going to have a humongous effect on the world or time itself, you're putting a mark on your back, putting a target on your back. For multiple people, different organizations don't want that to happen. Different governments don't want that to happen. Different governments don't want other governments to want that to happen. So you're putting a mark on your back, which he effectively did. Now, if he was done with it and he had proof of it and, you know, had given out maybe a few of these to, like, different areas or hidden them in a few different areas, then, you know, at least you would have some leverage. But he didn't have any leverage. He just said he was about to finish it. Well, anybody that essentially is kind of making a threat, basically saying they're going to create a weapon, which is what a time machine would essentially be, right? Let's face it. Yes, some of us would try to use it for altruistic purposes, but eventually we'd probably screw up the timeline and eventually annihilate our own universe. But I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool to have. I would love to have a time machine, right? Or at least a transporter so that you could walk into a transportation device be down at Disney World or, you know, over in Europe or somewhere that you want to visit instantaneously. That would be awesome. Um, would that violate time? I don't know. Um, you know, the whole time-space continuum thing. But it would still be awesome to have. So, in the radio show, while he was on Coast to Coast, Markham told, that, told individ everybody that was listening that he still wants to try the experiment, but he lacks resources, including the money and the spare parts. During the interview, he publicly told his phone number because of which he received nonstop calls for three days. So, yeah, and it, you give you out your public phone number, you're going to get a ton of calls. But this is 1995, so, I mean, you know, the e email was kind of still becoming a thing, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Maybe he didn't even have a computer. Um, so... Uh, many listeners contacted Markham as they wanted to help him with funds, ideas, and spare parts. The bits of help and donations made his project more powerful, and the level of the project was bigger at the time as compared to his previous project. This time, he wanted to test the time machine on it himself, so he increased the power of the engine from a kilowatt to three megawatts. 
To make the experiment more effective and efficient, he also installed a rotating magnetic field similar to that that was used in the U.S. military's experiment, the Philadelphia experiment, which we all know kind of failed. <laughs> People getting stuck in the holes of the ship and whatnot and essentially dying. A year later, Mike was again invited by Art Bell, and Mike claimed that this time he experimented with a more advanced and sophisticated time machine. Also, this time the electromagnetic vortex was big enough for a man to walk into. They actually have a drawing here uh, that Mike Markham had made of his time machine and how it worked, where he indicates that he used quart block, quartz blocks. He also used horseshoe-shaped magnets, uh, a granite transducent hammer, and, and additional items. At the time of the interview, Markham claimed that he was on the verge of generating the desired amount of voltage to run the machine. On being asked what it would take for him uh, to, to power this thing, he would just take his cell phone. Now, instead of his phone number, he gave his address. So, like, that's what they're saying. He wouldn't give out his phone number this time. He gave out his address. Okay. So, 1996, during the, his second... They kind of write this kind of weird. In his last interview, uh, he stated that in just 30 days, he would be complete with this legal, quote-unquote, legal time machine. Mike Markham disappeared in 1997 and was never found. So in 1996, he gave his last interview and stated he was just 30 days away from it. And he disappeared in 1997 and was never found. So either he was taken out or he jumped into the time machine and could never get back because there was no time machine on the other side. Unless he jumped into the future. It'd be pretty hard to figure out how to dial that in without having the ability to really experiment on anything. They didn't have like an you know an SG one where they could send a ball through to check on the other side or Stargate Universe where they could do the same thing. They sent a Kino through and check the other side before they go through. You know, shit. What if he jumped into another planet? You know, another universe. You jumped into space. And you've got no shot there. You're in a vacuum. You're instantly dead. There's no oxygen. Um, so in this article, a stranger later called Art Bell's show to report a strange story that he had come across. According to the story, a dead body of a man was found on a Californian beach in the 1930s. The dead body was mysteriously crushed inside a strange metal tube. The face was in an unrecognizable state. And a strange device was also found next to the dead body. The device was similar to a cell phone. Oh, isn't that interesting? So is that what they were saying earlier in this article? Was, that, was he saying that he was going to take his cell phone with him? Let's take a look here. I just want to double verify this real quick. Okay, so in the article, in this article... Not the, 19, not, not the one that was found, but in this article I'm reading from, Mike stated that he would take his cell phone. That's what I got kind of confused about when he was giving out his phone number. He said he would take his cell phone with him when he jumped into this time machine. So what this other article is saying that was found uh, by, by a, a, a caller is saying that this dead body that was found in the 1930s was found with... An item that was similar to a cell phone. What gets me though is that he was crushed in a strange metal tube. 
So <clears throat> if you look at the drawing of this time machine that was that he created, you'd have to walk through an arc that had metal tube had a metal tube on either side creating the metal arc with the quartz blocks and things like that. So is it possible that these two tubes just collapsed upon him upon going into the other side because there was no other time machine? Maybe you, you didn't necessarily need another time machine on the other side. But maybe when you're walking through this portal on the other side, because there's no portal, the bars collapsed upon themselves due to the, t the power that it took to have his body go through it. You know, introducing, like, creating a wormhole is one thing. But then introducing other items into the wormhole could destabilize it, causing the machine to actually collapse upon itself, which would make this story actually valid. So, what do you think? I think it's really interesting. I think if that story, if they actually did find that story, and it was true, then we would have some verifiable evidence here that the potential for Mike's body to be in 1930 could actually be accurate. I don't know if it's true. I don't have all the answers. But what I do have is this article. And if this article, you know, is true, then it raises a lot of really interesting questions. I mean, if we could find Mike Markham's, you know, notebooks and notepads and design, uh, you know, layout and blueprints, we could make one. But who's going to be the first one to test it out? <laughs> that would be the thing, right? We'd have to do a lot of testing to make sure that you know, you didn't end up in 1930 crushed between two tubes. Uh, because even if you bring your cell phone through, calling 911 is going to be pretty hard if you're crushed and your face is unrecognizable. So, um, what do you think? This article, is, and, and Mike has been, Mike the Madman, uh, Markham has been on a lot of different pages I've seen recently. So, I don't know if there's just a renewed interest in him or somebody's, you know, came across him, you know, wanted to pop it up on a lot of different pages on Facebook. But I thought I'd do a podcast about it because I've seen a lot of these articles popping up and I thought it was interesting. Um, if you know anything about Mike Markham, you know, feel free to pop it on, um, you know, Facebook. Uh, put a note in the anchor section. Uh, put a note on TikTok. Um, tell me what you think. You know, it's an interesting story. Um, and it's one that, you know, you can really use your imagination on here. You could say it's totally, totally made up, or you could say that this is totally 100% accurate. And he actually was, you know, one of the few time travelers that we've ever really, truly had. So anyway, hopefully you guys are doing well, taking care of yourselves following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, taking care, care of yourselves emotionally, spiritually, physically, and um, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.